0: Hello and welcome
1: to CHGO Red Stars podcast. I am not your girl, Sandra, but I am Claire. Sandra's out on vacation this weekend. She's out literally touching some grass. I'm so happy Good for, for her. I love that for her. It's beautiful. We are presented by PointsBet this week. As always, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So, no Sandra, but... What a joy, what a treat, what a dream. I am joined by Leslie and Emily of Gal Pal Sports this week. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, it's pretty, pretty good. good, pretty good. Isn't it so nice to like live in the same general area so I can yes. like hit you guys up and be like, hey, do you want to come down? And we can be <laughs> in a room together. Yeah, and just talk moves, red yeah. stars. Yeah, not, that's not hours coming hours back apart, your way. Right, we're yeah. in the
2: same in the same place. It's
1: pretty wild. Have you guys? You guys moved to the Chicagoland area when? In March. In March. So it's
0: only been like three months. Three. Yeah. Oh my Which is gosh. Like wild. That, roughly, that is. It roughly feels one to two. Warm it feels weeks.
2: longer. Yeah.
1: It does feel longer. It feels like you guys have been around. Well, I guess you've been. You've been in the Midwest for a little bit, so maybe that's yeah, just me we projecting.
0: We, we dated the city of Chicago for a little bit. For a little bit, it's true. Michigan, right before making the commitment. Yeah. Decided to go long term. Yeah. i be sure. So yeah. far, so good though.
1: Yeah. Feeling
3: Wait, good? Ha- you haven't spent a winter here though.
1: No, not yet. No, we, we no. got the tail end of
0: it.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. In March. Yeah. We yeah. got like the second, third, and fourth winters that that came. Oh, through. I know. I yeah. hate
3: fake spring. Fake spring is the mm. worst.
1: We also did
0: uh, Michigan winter.
1: I'll say. the okay, lakeside, The one, the one thing that you guys are had did not get, and maybe are in for next time is. Is obviously Chicago is at the easternmost point of the Central Time Zone. Mm-hmm. The darkness is a little oh. bit different. Oh. That that's a little bit different than Michigan because Michigan's an Eastern Time Zone. So yeah,
0: the tail end of the Eastern. Right, time so zone you too.
1: get a little bit more light than yeah. than most people. So it was
0: definitely hurting, like when we first got yeah. here. it was like, oh, it's uh, it's still dark. The okay. darkness is tough. Oh. It's dark now.
1: It's like my my little sister lives in Boston, and we bond over being on like the easternmost point of a time zone because it's hard. It's, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah just no.
2: take a picture of the sun and
1: yeah, put it, on the wall. <laughs> put it up on your wall. All right, but we are here to talk red stars. So Chicago Red Stars, they make it through their five game gap. They Somehow. have not <laughs> did not lose a single one of those, which is pretty impressive. They cap it off with a one 0 win over the Orlando Pride. Great. Uh, some mixed emotions about that one, but let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Mallory Pugh keeps her scoring streak alive. Pugh, pew, pew, pew. Uh Immediately makes, I, I thought it was funny, Just Women's Sports uh, did like a highlight package yesterday, sho- mm-hmm. like showing off their new highlight package deal. And that goal from
0: Orlando was in, or the Orlando game was already in it. And I was just oh, like, it's so a great good. goal. It's just immediately really pulled out. It was yeah. a really good goal. It was a really uh, good goal. And she's really fun to watch this season overall. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say taking photos Every time it's just okay. Mal's on a run. <laughs> mal. We'll yeah. say, and the number of series I have that are just Mal, 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 and then ends in a goal celebration. Usually, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. amazing. It's yeah. like okay, this is fun. Yeah, we'll I actually,
1: I actually want to talk goal celebration for one second because <laughs> that also made the highlight package, which I thought was pretty funny because this will be a serious comment a little bit later in the show. But the Red Stars this year are short and getting shorter. They're mm-hmm. not a very tall team right now. Pew being one of the shortest and it's really throwing off the celebration game because they like to do like like gang jump jump into the arm big jumps but Pew is is recently overshooting her teammates (laughs) and I noticed that on on last Sunday they kept it on the ground yeah and she just kind of did like a hey hey kind of a an arm motion and I wonder if they're like we can't handle the jumps anymore. Did Something can, uh, happen?
2: You know, there's there's a lot of injuries happening, so
1: right. um, we can't lose anyone else right. for, for going too far in a long jump. Here if you. on the big jump. And yeah. they can jump real high, they too. They can. They're so, soccer players. Yeah. So I, I that's one to watch, honestly, for this weekend, is I do think that there's a development happening, which is that the Red Stars are too short for jumping goal celebrations, I so hope they're adjusting.
0: I we pivot that into a choreographed or something, so we're still having fun with it. Right. Oh, yeah. But give maybe us, give us safer. Give us yeah.
1: I think the best the best goal celebration in the Pew era that they've ever done is they did do a home run one once with like a pitch and she. I love it. Hit Blast it, it out of the park. Yeah, hit yeah. it out of the park. So that was pretty great, but I think that's only happened once.
2: i yeah. I take like some bowling pin action. Yeah, that
1: would be good too. I like it when the... they pretend to do a different sport. Yes. Yeah, after oh, a goal. It's the fishing yeah, uh, fishing's really fishing good. I love, uh, I love the bobsled. Bobsled's a classic. Yeah, of a bobsled. yeah. So, I, Claire, I yeah. think
3: we need to rank these at some point. We, Maybe. we probably Ooh. should. I know, I know the, the yeah. Red Stars. The or. Red
1: Stars frequently, because in the last couple of years, scoring has become so infrequent. They just kind of go like, yes, you know, they get really excited. <laughs> they score
2: goals now. Yes,
1: <laughs> uh, so they do. I, and especially one particular person is scoring goals. Um, and and that was always a thing during the Sam Kurt era, which was like, is she going to do the backflip? Mm-hmm. And she did do it a couple of times, but it always had to feel. Right? Like it had to be that that for every goal. It had to be a game winner maybe or like a late goal.
3: Breakthrough. Exactly.
1: It had to have that emotional jump to to finally get to get the backflip. So the
0: backflip also makes me nervous though. Well it made her nervous too. After a
1: while she was like, My shoulder hurts, I don't know guys, I gotta like get my form back. Like priorities.
0: Again, let's right. let's not get injured in the celebration.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I do want to bring up a little bit of a a little bit get statsy a little bit about how they've been playing over the first third of the season because they're they're sitting tied tied in first right now with the San Diego Wave in one less game. Um, I'll take it. Yes, for sure. Getting through this stretch, um, we'll see some other teams. I think start to find form a little bit more as the year goes on, but get the points while you can. Um, and I think it does actually talk – it coincides with the Pew conversation because, like, I, I put this in our outline. If you're looking for a thing that sets Chicago apart right now, is, it is actually high-efficiency goal scoring,
2: which, which is kind of
1: remarkable, yeah, right? they weren't
2: really known for that, were they? No.
1: Well, and it's also funny, too, because it's not resulting in, like, three goals a game. No. It's resulting in one goal off of a limited amount of opportunities. <laughs> Yeah. which seems like that will run out eventually. I think um, so. And, and you can indicate – it indicates what a good finisher uh, Q is and that if you look at her stats, I think her goals scored – versus XG at this moment is like a plus three wow meaning good. meaning that she's outperforming her XG which you can look at that a number of different ways a lot of times people do revert down generally to the statistical chances that they're creating but it also just goes to show like what a good finisher she is like that goal against Orlando just boink. not a high XG chance I think both I think both teams ended under like sub goal sub one goal in their XG chances but when you have someone like Pew, it was also a sure goal yeah. from the moment yeah. the ball touched her
2: feet. She, yeah, she gets the ball, and she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they
0: gave her space, Right. And she had time to turn and, and look and take that shot, which is, I think, a symptom or an indicator of she knows she's not getting the help sometimes mm-hmm. to make more chances. Sure. Uh, So this time, I'm just going to take it and, you know, and it works out, and she can.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I think that that's definitely true later in games, for sure, and we even saw that in this match. There were a number of times when P would be on the dribble, and she would just kind of... She would, like, see that it was her and, like, four Orlando defenders, and she would just be like, I'm going to turn around and and pass the ball back, but uh, I thought the first 20 minutes of the game, I thought Chicago was all over the pride. They did not look like the team on short rest. I thought they looked really strong, Um, and then something bad happened.
2: The, the epidemic.
1: Of, yeah, of I think it's Paris. the seventh ACL, not just an ACL, but also an a- MCL, ACL and That's MCL. Kayla Sharples, um, the Pride get a ball in behind Abby Kim, who I thought was their most dangerous attacker on the mm-hmm. whole day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kayla Sharples comes in and you know, there's something here and, and I may be the one thing I wanna highlight about the relationship between tired legs and something like an ACL tear, is I think Mm. there isn't necessarily science or data to support that the ACL is, quote unquote, more likely to tear if you are tired. However, you tackle differently when you're tired. You maybe take an extra long stride. You are like one step a little bit slower. Your angle is maybe a little bit less secure. Those factors go into a plant leg collapsing or the weight not being quite right. And so you just have to wonder if Kayla Sharples was not on her fifth game in two weeks, if she would have been a little bit more in control of her own balance and therefore this would not have happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, like uh, when you look at ACL tears, a lot of the time it's like when they talk about pre- prevention, it's like you know you you got to do your your leg exercises. Right. You got to rest, and and when there's not really time for training or rest when you're playing five games in two weeks, it's
0: it's it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I do think it is more than just the rest. To your point, the I think the potential for more awkward interactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An awkward step. A um, you're not gathering your feet under you the way you normally would. There's so much going on there, plus the turf. You put all those pieces together, especially in this league, and mm-hmm. it's going to be worse. Um, yeah, I your, agree. Your numbers are going to go up.
1: Well, right. I mean, and we, we talked about that uh, in the context of the Washington games, right? It, what was not supposed to happen in this stretch was there was not supposed to be two midweek games. There was supposed to just be the one. It doesn't help that one of those was on at Seager Field, which yeah. is very turfy, as we know. <laughs> very um, turfy and election. yeah i mean you can't you can't blame it on the the lack of rest but you also can yeah. and i think that that is the tough place to be um and certainly for the player too because kayla sharples was having a huge year such huge a great year. Of the red stars
0: she was critical to that back line uh so far this season has been holding it down uh is one of the taller members of the team <laughs> yeah i know like i said
1: they're losing they're losing their big and tals. Losing height, yeah losing they're losing height,
0: height at daily And I think it's a big impact potentially on the back line. Uh, They did well to cover uh, over the last game against Orlando, but longer term, you do wonder what's going to happen to slot in there and shift to adjust long-term.
1: Yeah, as it was explained to me, I I actually just got off the phone with Chris Petroselli because uh, I missed the the press conference yesterday. And the way the three-back was explained to me is – First of all, there's like there was actually it was a good conversation. It was short, but so Chicago intended to go with the three back even before Petricelli joined. So that's I believe a, a, Rod a, a Rod A idea. Who was is the goalkeeping coach and was the interim head coach um, in the off season. So Petroselli came in with the three back already in mind. Now the personnel that they wanted for that three back was obviously going to be Tierna Davidson probably casey krueger yeah and then they said and then he said you know maybe someone like kayla sharples maybe you work zoe morse in you have options right mm-hmm. but your your cornerstone is is tierna davidson and then casey Kruger. now they have neither of those well none of the three even with sharples and they only now literally have three center backs on the roster which is tough when you want to run a three-back system And it's a shame because the three-back system has been working. (laughs) Yes,
2: like the way they've been able to just close it down.
1: Right. Um, You don't – I mean, obviously, for for this weekend, they're going to go with three. uh, From what I've heard, they're going to go with Amanda Kowalski slotting in. Um, If anybody else gets hurt, though, they have to go to a back four because they just don't even have the center backs available.
0: And that's tough. Too, because now you're spending time and energy adjusting mm-hmm. to a new system, a right. new format, every, and it affects everyone. It's going to affect the help that Mal gets on the other end. It's going to affect how you transitioned offense and who's coming back and reestablishing that communication as a group. It's just a big adjustment and yeah. it's a and pain to have we're, to we're do. We're pretty
2: deep into the
1: season now. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're over, over a third into the season, which is pretty wild. Um, yeah, I think it's it's it is difficult. If you go into a back four, you probably end up kind of in a back three anyway, um, because you're gonna need one of your outside backs to push high, right? Yep. Um, you're gonna need one of your outside backs to stay back to help, and then it's like it just even it becomes less balanced than it even was before you know, Bianca and George has been really helpful pushing high, but you also, if you have pace in those wingbacks, they can get back. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing sort of a proposition, but it's, it's really tough. I think, you know, you don't want to, it's like, you don't want to count out the group that has already done so well, mm-hmm. but positionally where their injuries have come from is brutal.
2: It's not fair. No, <laughs> it's like we could get a little distribution on that,
1: right? It's like the you you have two center backs of, of a very similar physical profile. Um, you have a, a number six and another central slash outside defender out because they're pregnant. Um, it, it's it's just that whole spine is is really really tough. And when they adjusted and they did a nice job, they did you could you could tell you could tell they'd lost the height and so orlando started to get into more dangerous areas on crosses because sharples was so huge defending the the ball in the air um And, and so it just became this big, like, we're going to, we're going to link arms. Mm -hmm. Danny Colaprico came in, she pushed back. She was like, I'm going to (laughs) help.
0: I'm (laughs) here to help. (laughs) feels a little bit like party mom, a little bit of, I'm here. I will help corral. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's
1: like one hand on each shoulder and just Mm -hmm. like, so we've got this. Yeah. And then Nair in the back kind of telling everybody what to do. Um, and, and I think that it, it worked and I think it can even work this weekend, but the international break I think is going to come with, with some questions for sure. Absolutely.
0: It's going to be tough. And again, folks are tired. It's hot. Um, it's uh, very hot. We're getting into water break season. Yeah, yes. we are getting
1: in the Midwest. Yeah, 100%. Uh,
0: so yeah, very curious to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah before we before we switch over to, to kind of chatting about uh, kind of more general things, I do want to talk a little bit I know, Pete, we talk about the schedule ad nauseum. I think everybody <laughs> at this point is a little bit just like, we get it, the schedule's bad. But but do you know? But you yeah, know it, getting into sort of the nitty gritty of that, I feel like I've learned some stuff about the way a week is supposed to work for these teams through Ooh. this process. Mm. Um, I feel like players have done a nice job articulating that. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, I, I did want to highlight, and, and I, I tweeted this out, after the game but I want to read it as well which is just uh I asked Alyssa listener after the match about the, the question was more is there frustration at all mm-hmm. that this is the situation that you've been put into and the answer was a little bit yes and no um the the no part being that you can't let yourself get too frustrated otherwise you'll start losing games yeah. and I think that We've seen that actually with some teams have really struggled with the mental aspect of this kind of a schedule and it gets into your head and it gets a little bit more emotional and you get more frustrated and it's harder to see your way through. And so for the red stars a little bit, they were like, you can't get too low about this. You can't get too mad. You just kind of have to take it one day at a time and execute, which I get. Mm -hmm. But Nair also, you know, she said, I'll I'll just go ahead and read it. It's up on the screen. I do think it's something that needs to be addressed in the offseason. I think it's not just us. It's Washington has had game after game after game. You know, last time we played Orlando, they were coming off their big stretch of games. So I think as a league, as a front office, whoever's in charge of the schedule does need to, owners, GMs, whoever it is, need to come together and put together something that makes sense because this league should be the best league in the world. And unfortunately... You're not getting to see the best out of teams, the best out of players, because it's not just the games. I mean, there's no time to train, so players can't get back from injury. Players don't have time to get built-up minutes in, and then you've got to play. You know, you're only getting minutes in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, From your guys' perspective, from what you've seen over the last month or so, does it seem like you're seeing teams – I mean, there's an obvious answer to this. Teams aren't playing at their best (laughs) – But even just for you as a viewer, is there a sense of fatigue even just watching it for you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, you you see it in the teams that have been playing for longer stretches that Mm -hmm. it's just like the like the legs aren't there, and then you see it. You just you see it uh, translate into their play where it's it's just that that slower step, the the calls start not going your way because you're getting into tackles a little recklessly. Like it just it makes a bad. Product to watch. I think
0: the the reckless tackle is a thing. Uh, When you're more tired, you're more likely to take risky, you know, stabs at the ball. You're more likely to, you know, do something out of frustration. And I don't want to watch a game where everyone's getting clattered into all the time. Or I don't want every game to be like that. It's one thing when it's a rivalry and we're having a more physical game and it still feels safe when it crosses that line to starting to feel unsafe, that's not fun to watch anymore. Yeah. Um, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. And then the next question is
1: Chicago specific. Was there any surprise from you guys that they've done so well in yes. this stretch? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> find find it surprising. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the red stars of, of past have always been a team that, that kind of peak late. Mm-hmm. And so to have this, ridiculous stretch in the beginning of the season and have them do so well it's it, it feels promising but then you know of course the other shoe drops and they lose another center back so
1: true 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 all right well the next question is do you think it's sustainable hmm.
2: not with the amount of personnel they have right now yeah you think it's gonna you think <laughs> the wheels are gonna start to come off I think I think the wheels the wheels might come off um it's not that I don't believe in in the leadership and and the folks that they have it's just like you run out of gas at some point.
1: That is true. Well, you know, if you guys did want to believe in the red stars and even, say, bet on the red stars. Oh, is there, is there a is place the we could go for that? queen of the
3: Segway. <laughs>
1: wow. I'm going to well, bet on the red. Well, I'm not literally going to bet on the But metaphorically, spiritually, I'm betting on the red stars. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app You can see it on the hat right there. And use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that now, you'll get two risk free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a 50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice out of the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than 50 or making more than a $50 (laughs) first time deposit at PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app right now and use the promo code CHGO. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Take care of your mental but if you want to have some fun with the women's game, points bet is the way to go, and it helps us out too. Yay! Uh, help Claire. Yeah, help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> help me. Uh, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about the end of this game before we before we move on to to other stuff because uh, there's some funny stuff. I this is where I this is where I'm going to do my little pitch mm-hmm. to to go to an NWSL game, specifically go to a Chicago Red Stars game to watch. Mallory Pugh play and this is not just an appeal to watch her score amazing goals but there's something a player like that is the kind of player that you wish that she could just have a camera on her at all times yes yes to see her her movements off the ball she's very expressive on the field Mm -hmm. there was a moment I just want to highlight a moment before we move on uh of, of Mal Pugh and she does this sometimes which is we've talked about this before Pugh gets fouled Quite yes. a lot. Yes. And she's very small. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes even just if she has a physical mixed match against a player, uh, she will be on the wrong side of, of that and would turn to the referee with something of an appeal to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. Small. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there was a moment, I just wanted to highlight a moment at the end of this game. And I talked about how sometimes Pew would dribble up at the end, see there was nothing going on, turn around, pass it back, Um, which makes sense, especially because of how tired they are. But uh, there was a moment, and this is not the first time she's done this this season, is she got uh, clattered a little bit by Tony Presley. And, And specifically, Tony Presley stuck kind of a foot out to try to get the ball out of the air. Pew did not feel like that was safe behavior around her. And she turned to the AR... And she kind of flipped one hand up, flipped the other hand up, kicked a leg out, just kind of like so she's just gonna just do whatever she wants, huh?
0: Like Elaine to do this on the floor. It was like a
1: pantomime of like, so she's just gonna do whatever we
0: can all flail. Yeah, our uh, most flaily and yeah. no one and no one's good. gonna call anything. Well, yeah, so go. this
1: this is not a serious appeal to, to the referees because we all know what that issue is. But yeah. I thought that was a good moment, and it does highlight. Like I really do recommend if you get the chance to see Pew play in person, it's not just the uh, it's not just the play. It's she's the kind of player that you want to watch for ninety minutes. Fun to bonus watch. Bonus bonus
0: content. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would have a camera on her all the time. Yeah, Pew cam would be. A blast her up while we're at it um, I would watch that all day oh, yeah one
1: thousand percent will mic up um, speaking of where you can see Pew uh, doing doing more cool stuff I, I do want to talk uh, international break a little bit because mm-hmm. we're about to go into it that's true uh, Sandra and I'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week because we'll be in it mm-hmm. um, but some rosters came out right they sure did. They sure did, <laughs> and uh, fairly uncontroversially for the Red Stars themselves.
0: Yeah, uh, staying
1: staying in that in that purview, um, Pugh and and Nair both make full team U.S. Women's National Team roster for World Cup qualifying. Nair's
2: back, baby. Nair is
1: back. Pew is back. Kind of a no-brainer. No question marks there, right? Nope. Um, even when the provisional list came out, looked like those are the Red Stars that are going to be going. Yep uh biancas and george is back in the mix in canada which is awesome very cool really good to see she was someone who was in with the team and then she had a meniscus injury that knocked her out really of even sort of being a prospective option for the olympics and then last season did
0: not get a lot of playing time but has been excellent this year and so it's very exciting Holding down that sideline quite a bit, yeah. Uh, when she's in, and when she's out, you can tell she's missing. Yeah,
1: for sure. And it's been too bad that she she had those those couple weeks where she wasn't feeling well, but seemed like she didn't really miss a beat when she came back against Orlando, um, and then. We found out that Ava Cook, rookie Ava Cook, Woo. is uh, is going to be joining the U twenty threes. The baby, which is it's exciting. I think she's a player that I don't know if she was on a ton of people's radars going into this season. She is still the assist leader. She is still the personal assist leader of the of the league with three, Woo. and and she she is not under the age of of twenty three. They were allowed, I think, five overage players for it's a friendly tournament. It's not a, a big.
2: Under 23, but yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but it's, it's very cool to see. And, and she's a really interesting story in that she's like true Midwest, grew up in Michigan. She played for Grand Valley State University uh, in D2. Small college. Small school. Very good. Very good D2 school, but not something that you see a lot. I mean, we talk a lot about Bethany Balser yeah. um, being an NAIA Michigan player. That, too. Yeah, Bethany it's Balser. true. Actually, another one. That's so true. Wow.
2: That's a good point. Michigan Michigan represent. Michigan represent. Or, you know, go Blue.
1: Um, and, and making the jump. But but D, it's a similar thing with D2. She's played one year in D1 for Michigan State and then gets drafted by the Red Stars, and, and it seems like it's a really, really good fit. Um, and so I think that, that that's very cool. Yeah, cool.
2: you do. you do love to see someone come out of uh, a smaller school and like not, not the Stanfords or the FSUs yeah. of, of the NCAA and just it's be just like, yeah, no, I'm, we're, we're here too. Yeah,
0: even just a non-traditional route, I think yeah. uh, is a good sign and it's a sign that those opportunities exist at different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if, you know, coming out of high school, you didn't get to D1 or something, that doesn't necessarily mean you're done. It doesn't have to. And I would say five, ten years ago, I don't know that we had that hope for players coming out of D2 schools
1: yeah I, I agree with that I think it is important for a number of it's important for a number of reasons that there be a more diversified route to, to playing in the pros not least that it decentralizes power structures a little yep. bit mm-hmm. so that no coach at a youth or a college level can say you have to play for me in order to be seen you yep. know that's we can, we can use that after
2: last year I agree <laughs> I
1: 100% agree so I think um Great story. Not that I even want to put Grand Valley State down because I think that they're a very good program. No, they're
0: strong sports school.
1: Yeah, very strong sports yeah. school. But the idea of going from D2 to D1 to NWSL in a, like a two-year span is, is pretty wild. And then being, being rewarded with that. U23 call-up is is great. It's, it's great a success to see. story.
2: Yeah. It, it is. Keeps her, it keeps her in the mix for the senior team.
1: It does, and I think for Chicago it's great because it keeps her playing through the break. Yeah. It keeps that momentum going. It gives her some new players to play with, and I think that hopefully because Pew's going to be gone for a number of weeks in July, you need other players to, to step up and be able to, to take that. Take that next step and so i think cook is going to be a big hey, part of that uh,
3: quickly is is this the moment you were talking about for the malpew i
1: don't know i saw that i i wonder a little bit but this is this is a good example of what i'm talking about is she she operates at, at a, at a speed on the, on the field where everything around her is comedy. Yes. So it's like, she's, she's like dribbling the ball and she's just like, either like a ref is doing something weird and she's like, okay. Or her teammates aren't where <laughs> like, they need to be. And she's they? like, okay. Or a, a defender's doing something crazy. And she's like, <laughs> if you want, you know, it's, so it's a performance. Like it totally the is. The yeah. field is her stage. Yeah. And
0: she, yeah, I think like really lights up and your yeah. point is, having a blast yeah Yeah. and it is
1: also i think people deal with people deal with feeling with those feelings of competition a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. there are some players that run a little hot and get very intense Mm -hmm. there are some players who like try to do the opposite and for pew it's like when something goes wrong she's like this is comedy to me you know this game is a farce yes (laughs) Yes, exactly (laughs) Exactly. as as an
3: italian as someone who talks with their hands a lot i appreciate it Just much, this, it, it, is it is, there's just
1: something about it. At the end of the rain game, she was also getting fouled a lot in, in that match. And she's kind of the last foul. She just like threw her hands up and just like lay on the ground and was just like, it's over, I'm done. That's it. You killed me successfully. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's a delight. She's a delight to, to, to watch play. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good ag seg for this one. Uh, I'm you got struggling. This. Land that plane. All right. Uh, so you know what else will make you feel like you are so in control of your day and the game of soccer that you can also see the world around you as comedy because you are so fueled and full and powered and ready to go. What is this amazing product? Tell us, Claire. Is Owen... O W I N stands for only what you need. It is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to say that Mal Pews probably had a protein shake in her lifetime. I probably think that's one or
0: a two. fair bet. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. she's not she's not like the biggest, bulkiest player in in uh, in NWSL, but I feel like that's a safe bet, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. you know, you got you got to recover, you got to get your uh, get your macros. Uh Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing that I thought. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like it's not like you get to eat in the middle of the game. No. no so no. You, you, you sneak something, right? In like a little mustard packet or yeah. something. Yeah.
0: But, oh man. Delicious
3: mustard. Delicious, mustard, delicious mustard. I love, I love a mid-match mustard that's packet.
0: Right, mm. That's that would right. That's right. The weird one sneaking in, like the cramp killer mustard. Like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I just want to be a little <laughs> sweet. Just, just need a little.
1: So if you want to be like Malpue and and be fueled and ready to go and you can just see the world around you like comedy. Owen. Owen and CSGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase live. At, sorry. At live. live. Oh my gosh. You got this. I got this live. Owen.com. That's L I V E O W Y N.com with the code C H G O 20. You can try it yourself.
3: So. Uh, I want to. Point you out this uh, comment from the oh, chat from we got. Flange Slammer.
1: Oh yeah, so that's so oh, goodness gracious! I don't even know how to comment on this. Well, do you so want to
3: read it for yes, listeners? for sure. So
1: the the uh, we have a good comment here about possible Cbs, and we'll get in. We were. I talked talked to Chris Petroselli about this a little bit uh, before we hopped on, but, yeah, the Pride just bought out Amy Turner's contract if we're looking for a healthy CB, though it sounds like she's off back to England after a maybe not-so-good time here with the Pride slash NWSL slash Cromwell. That stands for Amanda Cromwell, who is currently suspended and is under investigation for retaliation with the Orlando Pride. Um, Yeah, so we can get into this conversation right now. That's no problem. Um, When I spoke to Chris Petroselli, he kind of laid it out for me. He got three options, right? You can deal with the CB problem internally, which is you move players around, you change your system, you figure it out from within the team. Other option is you trade within the league, though he did not sound super optimistic about that. Things are a little bit cagey as teams are trying to figure out their final rosters. And I think to a certain extent, I don't think Chicago wants to move any players. That's not really the answer for them right now is not to trade a player for a player. Um, because that doesn't make sense with their roster construction at this moment either. Or you go outside of the league, you go into the transfer market, you have to pay a transfer fee, so you have to make sure that you have the money available for that. You have to use an international spot. Now we know that they did trade for an international spot, don't have any updates on what that's used for, but I assume that they have somebody already in mind. And then the other option is you look for an American abroad. Mm -hmm. That might be the... Easiest is the wrong term, but if you're looking to buy somebody out and you don't want to use the international spot, you look for someone who won't take that up Mm -hmm. and is not currently in the league. Then you get into discovery rights. Don't know if you have those. You have to negotiate that maybe with, like, whatever NWSL team does have it. I don't know. I think at this moment for the team, they are trying to get through tomorrow and then figuring out what the hell to do next. Um, so I don't I don't know if there's a perfect answer. Is there a particular thing that you guys? Is there a wish list for you guys that you would like oh, to see hmm. from from the Red I think the
2: the transfer window was open. Yeah. So I I would love to see a, a, a little effort. Maybe it's just the that that longing look I have over at OL rain where Laura Harvey is just like, oh, do you want players here? <laughs> um, I have this many. Um yeah i I think I, I would well, love it, to see the transfer. market. Well, I was to gonna say
1: speaking of all rain, it's like too bad that they're stacking up on attackers because if they were stacking up on defenders, they might have one that they could
0: spare move. Yeah. I mean Angel
1: City traded with the rain when uh, when Sarah Gordon went down right they brought True. in yeah. they brought in Madison Hammond. so um uh Laura Harvey is always amenable to a trade. We know yeah. this famously. <laughs> loves a trade yeah but they don't really have any defenders that they want to move i i had flagged you know i thought that speaking of orlando i they're in a trade freeze right now though and again i i don't have any background information i'm just basing this off of what we all see yeah. i don't i wonder if the buying out of turner's contract um maybe fulfilled the the issue of the trade freeze i don't know mm-hmm. if eventually that will yeah. be loosened once they've come to a Conclusion with Turner. Once the dust settles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I was wondering if Megan Montefusco might Ooh. be interested in coming home. She's a Naperville kid. Uh, we, love, we love a local kid. Yeah, she got married in Chicago last year. Um, yeah, I, th- that would be a player to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what they. I don't know. So ultimately, what they're going with now, they're going to go with and le- barring like any freak accident on the way to Kansas city knock,
2: knock on wood on that yeah right oh, well. Amanda
1: Kowalski <laughs> Zoe Morris, and Tatum Malazzo. and then mm-hmm. if they have to they will fall into a four back if one of those three can't play um maybe going into yeah let's let's preview a little bit uh they also I got updates on Morgan Gatra and Aaron Wright which, Ooh. unfortunately, guys, not, not really an not update. Not right. Okay. Mm. Nope. <laughs> I got They're, excited there for I a minute. I know. Uh, Wright is is feeling better but needs to work her way back into game fitness. Sure. Gutra is in a similar position. So, essentially, because of the five games, and this was something that Nair talked about, mm-hmm. because of the five games that they played, none of the players that are working back into fitness have gotten a chance to really train mm-hmm. um, or are going to have time with uh with the team before going into games so you have two separate things that you have to do here you have to first get healthy right and healthy can mean a number of different things healthy can mean i can run healthy can mean i can pass the ball around but nobody touch me please (laughs) it can mean i can do full contact training maybe a little bit of a, a red red shirt on where just, like, I can do a little bit, but everybody knows to treat me lightly. And then there's, like, I'm ready for the freaking NWSL gridiron, <laughs> you know, the the death claw of, of NWSL competition. And if the only option is, is the jaws of death, Yeah then you have no way to work your way back.
0: It's hard it's hard to go right into that. And you're not gonna like if (laughs) if you're using your body for your job, you are not taking you're not making that jump. No work your way back. Nor should the team be asking you to, nor are they. No. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So where I think where I think both players are at is they are finally their their bodies are starting to feel better. They're starting to feel like they can move again with a certain amount of mobility, which when you're dealing with a hip or you're dealing with a calf you have to be really careful about mm-hmm. even Bully just you. <laughs> even just like ex- explosivity sprinting something like that can can cool. set it off right away um and then they're getting touches on the ball now we all remember this with pew with her concussion once you're at the point where you're training with the ball it takes maybe two or three more weeks to to get, get comfortable yeah exactly to get back into being able to do that while someone is trying to just bearing down on yeah (laughs) exactly well at war um (laughs) but as a girl has you in her sight yeah right uh so so yeah so those players are not back they're not um i know that this week they gave the players who played full 90s over the weekend a lot of time off i think they said like one full day off and then the starters against orlando i think practiced they said for like 20 minutes the yeah. next day. And then... And massages after. Yes, right, <laughs> exactly. They're just like they just like, go feel your feet on the ground and then come back and you're done. Um, and then the players who did not play so much over the weekend got a little bit more time. Um, and and so it's just sort of figuring out, I think, the right balance. And uh, you know what might help them final ad say? Uh,
2: I don't know, what, what, what would it what be?
1: What might make it easier for the Red Stars to be able to play really well tomorrow feel mm. good. Maybe they wake Maybe they wake up and they feel a little bit just like, Ooh, oh, I feel a twins. Oh, I'm so tired. I yeah. don't know. I feel, a little bit,
2: I feel a little bit out of sorts. If only there was something. If only there was something,
1: that could, there something that could better. kind of get me going. Strava Craft Coffee. Oh, She you nailed know. it again. Ooh.
0: Stuck the
1: <laughs> Starting their day off with a competitive edge. Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains plus including cbd in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best the best part strava is all about quality everything is small batch fresh and stripped er, sh- nope shipped. <laughs> no
3: <laughs> no <Huh>? no
1: <laughs> fresh and shipped straight to your door. Amazing. Strava offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effective benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at stravacraftcoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava. Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. So here's maybe the big question to close this out. Hmm. This is uh, as much about us as it is about the team. I love this. Sure. <laughs> I have two questions for you actually. Ooh. Equally controversial I think. It's too early to stir the pot. I know but we're doing it. We yeah. got to get this going. This is the whole point. <laughs> One, does Chicago have a rivalry with Kansas City? And then my next question might help us start one.
0: Sure. Shall we start with question one? Start with question one. You have the floor. I don't think they do yet. Okay. But I would love to see it, and I think it makes sense as a rivalry. So, traditionally, uh, Chicago teams rival with St. Louis a bit. Sure. This is true. Uh, This is true. The closest NWSL team we have there, at least in the same state, Kansas City. Though no, technically their fields on the kinda, Kansas City side of the other side of the border. Kansas side.
1: Well, and, and in terms of proximity, it felt like so Louisville is closer to Chicago than, than Kansas City is. Oh interesting. Yes. I was wondering that. And also Louisville, there was like a little bit of some friction when like McCaskill and Yuki went down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Chicago couldn't like get a win over Louisville. And there was like a little bit a little bit of something there, maybe. Um, but Kansas City the vibes are, like, too good. I don't know. Do we like them too much? Yeah. I, You know, I think it's
2: tough because uh, Kansas City has some beloved players. They of, do. Of the, of the United States. Um, A.D. French, Lynn Williams. You got Sam Ewis over there. Mm-hmm. So, it's I think it's tough to immediately hate them. But if if you want to set a rivalry down, you, you got to put that aside. You got to put your national team love aside and say, yeah. no, that is my bitter enemy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if there was anything, right, I mean, I think if you wanted to – and I do think these things have to be based, like, in real world stuff, right? Yes, you know? Yeah. We have, nothing's
2: really happened yet. Yeah,
1: nothing's really happened. You could maybe, it's also just, like, a, it's a weird thing in women's sports, because what are you going to do? Just be like, you're investing in your team too much. Yeah. <laughs> you're, <laughs> spending too, you're spending too Ooh. much money on your brand new
0: stadium and training facilities. <laughs> now you can turn that into the, oh, you bought your success. Oh. If true. We wanna, if we want to. That's true. Uh, um, uh, is that the case here?
1: Okay, <laughs> here's my next question. And i think Felt like I had an answer to this for a long time. And then I was hanging out with a friend who is from Kansas City. And she said something that like blew my mind oh. from her perspective, which is the next question is, is Kansas City by way of being, by way of the Kansas border, is it in the Midwest? Yes.
0: Oh, I have a... strong feelings about this. Okay. As, as a Midwesterner, I'm curious to know your thoughts because you're oh. not from here. But oh, yeah. for me, Kansas is Midwest. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Um,
2: I'm I'm from New York, so basically anything south of Pennsylvania is considered the South to me. Um, okay. So if are gonna uh, if we're gonna talk about like Louisville, I thought Louisville was in the South, and I learned that that was not the case. That is a Midwestern city. It, but it is a little, is little it bit. But is it, 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 it th- No, I think it's south I think Louisville.
1: It is. Louisville wants to be Southern, and yeah. that's what. Uh, and okay. it, I think if you
0: want to be Southern, that makes you Southern. Ooh, I don't know. I I think Nashville does it is, is really southern. Sure. And and Louisville is the, the well, Louisville in a way.
1: Louisville's in the Ohio Valley and I think that the other if you wanna get really into the nitty gritty of it, I think that um you could you could call Louisville also more like Appalachia a little bit. Yeah, maybe. you could get um there. if you wanna nitpick. I, I always considered I grew up in Ohio. Um, I always considered that Cincinnati, Louisville, or if you go east, you know, that West Virginia area to yep. be, you move into, it's, 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 south of the glacier. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you have like a little bit, you've got the valley, you got the Ohio Valley, you got the mountainous ranges. Well, mountains too strong, but it does move into Smokies eventually. Yep. And then I just do think that that area is a little bit, it's a little bit south ish. I have never once in my life considered Kansas to be a Midwestern state. No, I, I, yeah. I've never considered Kansas. What do Kansas. you
0: consider it? That's
1: so, different. so I, I had to reflect upon this because my friend from Kansas city said, yes, um, is first of all, I think that the Missouri border messes with it a little bit. Cause I also consider Missouri to be the South. Yep. Oh, um, interesting. Yep. <laughs> uh, especially the further you go. Yep. Uh, I also have always considered being in Ohio with, I think, which I think a lot of people consider the easternmost point of the Midwest. Yep. Um, so my controversial one is I have always yeah I think I think Kansas I think it's Plains but um I've <laughs> <Over> always <there. laughs> I've also Pennsylvania I think Pittsburgh is also a midwestern city
0: oh see
2: this oh. is oh. where I, I this now is that's where, controversial I, think that's, I know that's my that's mindset though that goes right back into the mindset I, thing it's Rust like Belt the, it's, it's
1: Rust Belt it's near the Great Lakes it's right next to Cleveland I I associate I associate the Midwest with um. With, with the Rust Belt, I associate it with the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Iowa. Maybe Iowa. So I, was I associate
0: it with uh, agriculture and cornfields. Uh, uh, yeah, but so Indiana. are the plains, though. So this is where I would... Yeah. Like, I think my... uh, It kind of works. You grew up in Ohio. I grew up in Indiana. All of my reference is one state to the left. Yeah, that's so fair. I don't consider Pennsylvania, but I do consider Kansas. Yeah, that's so that. No, just, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, I, I definitely it's just it's it's Great Lakes. It's Rust Belt. I also always associate it with the two NFL divisions with um, Central yeah. and West. Yeah, well, you've got you've got the you got Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay and Detroit and then you've got uh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, yeah. and, and Baltimore. But Baltimore is also Cleveland, as we recall, in, in NFL oh, history. Yep. So um,
0: I think mine is also largely shaped by the Big Ten.
1: Uh, or yeah, but the Big, ten, the Big Ten, they've expanded out, though. But it's not
0: real. Now we've got <laughs> Rutgers. And yeah, no no, 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 but no, no, orig- no. When it was 10, teams. Oh, we've got, wait, the
1: encyclopedia, sense. Logan. Came oh, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Uh, the Midwest, as defined by the federal government, which they can't tell me what to do, but states <laughs> of Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, no way. North yeah. Dakota. All right. Absolutely not. Alaska, agreed, Ohio, the South the Dakota, are out. And
0: yeah, no. no. No, let's throw Idaho in no there. No way. Well,
3: hold on now. When's the last time we used an encyclopedia, Logan? Does, uh, it, does he have the Britannica? It's, on it's all online. <laughs> it a DVD. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, or a CD yeah exactly. Or a Britannica? Computer? Yeah. Is wiki? Or I looked it yeah. up on JSTOR, maybe. Ooh, there <laughs> you go. Know. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so if there was going to be an argument between Kansas City and Chicago, I do not think it should be pizza-based pizza based I do not think mm. it should be barbecue based, not food based at all. Two very yeah. different cities. Too
0: cliche. Yeah. Two very
1: different cities in terms of food.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think it should be.
3: I'm wearing a shirt from uh, yeah. Joe's barbecue. It used to be Oklahoma Joe's, but it's in Kansas City. It's the yeah. one that's like a gas station. Yeah. Oh my yep. god, no. the Z-Man sandwich. Oh yeah. I, it's so good. I had to buy a t-shirt. Oh yeah. So it's not I'm,
1: even. I would say well, it's not even a conversation. I'm not even a conversation, KC yeah. right? Today, which is, is a little weird. Shirts. But but They're I do think that we should have to ask every single player on both teams <laughs> if Kansas City is in the Midwest right, and that should be the basis <laughs> of yeah. this we need the admins yeah. we, we need a, the, yeah. the administration. Yeah. Yeah. exactly but i that. do
0: think there's a potential for like an east west of the midwest rivalry so like sure. using the the mississippi as the dividing line chicago's uh the eastern side of the midwest representative Kansas City being the West Side. Again, I I'm just saying.
1: think if Kansas City's in the Midwest, so are the Dakotas, and that no, the Dakota I cannot stand. So far north, no, that's that's,
0: that's, that's my Canada. problem. Then you're that's... going back anyway. North. Anyway, see, oh. it's
1: too much. It's too much. I've introduced too much at the end of the show. It's like we are just
2: you're just taking a, a slice of the middle of the country, and I don't think that's what the Midwest is.
0: Yeah. Well. Let's be what have TBD. we solved? Have TBD. We solved well, everything? I guess no. I guess
1: the stance the stance will be uh, determined based on who wins this game tomorrow. Yes. Oh. <laughs> who gets the right yeah. to be oh, called? Play
3: no. what if, for What yeah. if it's a draw? Yeah. What? What if it's, what if it's a draw? Don't, don't,
0: don't introduce, introduce that. Well, then that don't.
1: would be that would be very midwestern though, wouldn't it? it Just would kind of shake hands and say point. everybody so, uh, gets yeah, to you know, you everybody everybody gets corn, you we know. Everybody gets <laughs> lasagna anyway.
2: A casserole for everyone.
1: All right. Well, hopefully we'll be talking about a Red Stars dub. We're gonna get we are gonna get a little bit of an international break after all this is over, which will be nice. But would love for the Red Stars to close this close this one out with another win. Hmm. Uh, you guys have let's close it out. You got a player you want to watch tomorrow?
2: Oh. I'd love to see uh, Bianca St. George just Yeah, step I agree. Why and, are you taking mine? Uh, yeah.
0: She's kind of my favorite red star right yeah. now. She's doing great. Yeah, she's I doing great. She's,
2: yeah. a, she, she's done a good job, like, over the course of the season. I, and I'd love her to just, just get that extra gear going. Yeah. You have
0: those after after playing uh, two weeks straight.
1: I'll jump on the, the international vibe. I'll say Ava Cook. I want Ava Ooh, Cook to yep. ball out.
0: Great choice. Yeah. What about you? Uh... I I was also gonna say Bianca St. George, but um, I'm sure you have a different reason than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just she's always on the same side I'm taking pictures on, so I see her a lot, I and love I that. just appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. Um, and that's you know ADHD. You put something in front of my face, I'm like, oh, Hello. you're good. Um, I I think the whole back line, honestly, I mm-hmm. I want to see how they hold up, and and how they adjust, and that's that's yeah. gonna be my choice.
1: I think uh, Zoe Morse is gonna have to have another monster game, and I think she's up for it. Yeah. So.
0: Um, Yeah, in there, kid. Well, thanks for joining me,
1: you guys. Thanks for stepping in, and thanks, everybody, for hanging out. This has been CHGO Red Stars. We'll be back
0: next week.